Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Gateway to Perdition. We did our Session Zero stuff, and we got in a fight with some totally legitimate police officers. Let's see how that goes. I'm sure it's going to go great. I'm sure that it, all this will just get worked out, and you'll be able to go back to your totally normal, crime-free lives. Um, but first... First, we got to have a fight. So, uh, Rook, I've got your initiative uh, yep. on the order. So, if everyone else would like to click their oh, token, good. pop open the card sheet, and roll that classic initiative. Classic big move here. Okay. Uh, three. Nice. Good. Good. Okay. Wow, that I didn't realize that you put the whole name for Rook <laughs> on yeah. there. AKA it's not Rook's even. Late. It's not even the full name. I left. I left Rook's cool last name off. Oh, let me take that. <laughs> That's horrible, I suppose. All right. And then I need the captain. There we go. Okay. All right. I think that's everybody. So, uh, Rook, you're the fastest. You're the first. Okay. What would you like to do? You um, see, you see, uh, Bruno do that 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 thing that that guy from the Superman did from that movie cocks yeah. the guns and then pfft, starts going in on the cop in front of him so this isn't gonna go it's not gonna go easy what do you do um can I use the hide action to become to gain stealth mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay. you can you can do hide as a as a bonus action right as part of your your cunning action how would I uh, roll that? Just a roll uh, d20? It will just make a stealth roll. Um, okay. And then uh, basically as long as you beat the passive perception of whoever you're about to attack. There you go. You got gotcha. 19. Yeah, no problem. Okay. okay. So you find one of the many and ample shadows uh, mm-hmm. that are in this uh, this car. I think the car is lit mostly by uh, kind of some weak overhead lighting. So it's all mm-hmm. sort of dim in here. And then occasionally uh, a flicker as um, the, the track kind of sparks. So there'll occasionally mm-hmm. be like a blue flash in the in the room. Um, and so there's lots of shadow for you to hide in. So perfect. OK, um, then I would like to move. Let's see. 30, so five, one, one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. So this object, this object right here is a, um, uh, like a couch. Uh-huh. Uh, this, these, these are as well here and there and they face in and then these couches have kind of like two seats on either side. Uh, mm-hmm. so you can skulk down beside this. Uh, and the um, the lieutenant is yeah very focused on uh, on Vic right now right the lieutenant is like right. I'm gonna go and beat on that changeling uh, and so doesn't notice you and then I'm gonna just stay hidden right here okay um, now since you're a, since you're a rogue you can hide you hit as a bonus action so you still have an action if there's something you'd like to do but if I can I hold my action? Because if I attack, will I then lose my uh, stealth? That's right. If you attack yeah. from stealth, you have advantage on the attack, but then you won't oh. be hidden anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wait. Okay. Gonna say, you want to ready in action? I want to ready in action. Um, okay. Basically, I want to wait for the guy with the actual rook uh, demarcation in the back of this car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy. So the, the guys with the, the little tower on them, they have yeah. cover. 
um, uh-huh. they're hiding. Uh, they're hiding back, um, back behind. Oh, like they're taking cover in case this turns into a gunfight because they know yeah. they know a little about Delilah DeCaneth. <laughs> they know the cover is an important thing to have when wanting to arrest someone like that. Okay, then so action- you're gonna ready your ready your action. So what what is the um, what's the trigger for that action? What do you want to do? The trigger for the action is when uh, Doyle makes a move because he's right next to me mm-hmm. uh, towards Delilah. To then attack him. Okay. Yeah. So get him as he as he moves. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, that is precisely what he's going to do. So mm-hmm. he uh, he draws uh, he draws a weapon. He draws a sword from his belt, uh-huh. and he takes a, a step here and then mm-hmm. a step over here. And as he does, uh, you are welcome to use your action to uh, to attack him. Okay. Uh, I yeah I attack him. Okay. Uh, with a sneak attack. Okay. Let's see. All right, so you uh, you roll a, roll an attack with your weapon. You have advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thirteen. Let's see. Uh, ah, you you miss. So he starts to move. You mm-hmm. you come up from behind the uh, thing. And what is it? Is this like a stab? Are you slashing him? Like, I'm what, is, to, what does yeah. your attack look like? I think it's like coming across his back, like a slash up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as Rook misses. One second. And it's a it's a close miss, right? You hit his you hit his armor. Um so it's not that you miss him, it's just that he's wearing like thicker. Maybe you cut through his uniform and he's got yeah. like a bulletproof vest on underneath. Like clearly these guys came here for a fight. Yeah. And then uh you hear Doyle go. Oh, you hear Rook go. Well, it seems like Daddy O, you came ready for the fight. <laughs> oh. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you you slash him, and he's like, ah, he lets out a noise of surprise. He didn't yeah. see you. He turns around, uh, and he he snarls, uh, and he uh, and he says, uh, "You ruined my uniform." And he takes a takes a swing at you with his weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Here is the first attack, which I'm pretty Oops. sure is a miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12. And then his second attack, because he gets two, uh, is a 15. Hit. Okay, so he uh, he hits you and mm-hmm. deals four slashing damage. Cool. Yeah. So he, dri- he drives you back in the thing, and now the two of you are like having a sword fight, right? Like yeah. he, he attacks, maybe you parry the first one, uh, the second one uh, catches you, and... Um, yeah. You see this this cop over here like Ooh, react with surprise as a you bad move, cat. <laughs> as you pop up, <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, um, Bruno, it is your turn. You want to you want to try that again? Um, yeah. Well, uh, first I w- I'd like to use a bonus action to uh, shift. Yes. All right. What does that look like? So uh, suddenly, the in front of this this uh, guard or whatever this cop, yeah. uh, the the duster fills out. And, right. <laughs> uh, uh, and the, the pants like, uh, fill out and like tear a little bit more. Um, I, I forgot to mention that Bruno, they're not wearing, wearing shoes. Mm-hmm. So like their, their feet kind of, um, arc up like, uh, and, uh, dig outwards, um, like, uh, trenching a little bit of the, of the floor in front of them. Yeah. And then. Uh, and then their their teeth like grow a little bit into fangs. Their hair like poofs out and like becomes more of uh, of like a mane almost. And then uh, 
Uh, and then they reach back and uh, with a knuckle duster are going to try to b- do a big sock punch in the face. You know? <laughs> nice. All right. So you uh, you shift and you are you're going to be uh, in this form uh, for uh, for a minute. Um, you can maintain this form. And while you're shifted, uh, you get temporary hit points equal to your level plus your constitution modifier. Um, and then another, uh, another D six and a plus one bonus to your armor class. Uh, cause you're a beast hide shifter. So do you want to roll that, roll that D six? Yeah. Yes. I, I would love to roll that D six. Right, cool. Uh, hold on. <laughs> How do I do that? <laughs> so you get a couple of options. Uh, you can type in the chat. You can type slash R space D6 or in the toolbar on the left side of the screen. There's a little D20. If you uh, hover yes. it, it gives you all the dice in the world. Like that. Just like that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So you got a five plus what's your uh, your level three. Plus, uh, and then, and then my con modifier is three. Three. So 11 temporary hit points. Nice. Excellent. So now you have 42 hit points. Uh, and you are slightly harder to hit. Your AC goes up to 17. Uh, and I think we, we see this and then we see the, we see the cop like, like look up as you, he's looking you in the eyes and suddenly your eyes are up here and his eyes get a, uh, his eyes kind of go wide. Uh, and then that was only a bonus action. So you just pow, pow, give him a punch. There you go. That's better. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. So you hit him with the first one. Uh, if you click where it says knuckle duster plus five there, if you click the word knuckle duster, it'll roll your damage for you. If I click knuckle duster again? Like in the chat. Uh, oh, yeah. If I you see. hover it, it turns red and you can just click on it. Okay. So the first hit, just like square in the jaw, bang, nice. you, you ring his bell with the first hit. Uh, you do have a second swing. He's still conscious. All right. Another 22. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. For six. Now you have, a, there's an important question for you here. Now you're, you're a professional pugilist. You are, you are a, uh, you're a, a they of discipline. So do you want to kill this person or you want to just knock them out? Yeah. I was wondering if you were going to ask me about lethal damage. Yeah. Um, it's entirely up to you and it's on the, it's on the final blow and it it's yeah. Does, does Bruno kill this guy or just knock him out? Um, I'm, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm incredibly professional and I love to leave people behind that are also very, very afraid of me. So, <laughs> right. Okay. So it provided this cop survives and the train doesn't like go off a cliff. Uh, he will have a, uh, a story about the time that he got punched out by Bruno the bear. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. You, you knock this dude flat. Um, you can still move if you want. Uh, you've had a very effective turn. So you, you shifted, you gave him the one, two, and now you can, you can move if you want to, you can see that right yeah. now, Rook is uh tangling with a combatant that might be above rook is trying to punch above their weight class right now yeah 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 yeah. i've definitely um i mean like i literally want to just move to like right actually i want to get between i want to move to like some that's i'm in the couch there we go you can be on the couch you can just jump over it right i'm gonna jump up on the couch absolutely that's where i'm at yep yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so in this case, you just, yeah, leap over, leap over the couch, uh, land on the other side, probably tear the upholstery, uh, and uh, and that's your turn. Cool. Uh, so, uh, Delilah, it's your turn. What would you like to do? 
I like to think most of this time that Delilah has been seated on like a very uh, ornately cushioned stool that they make Vic bring with them every single time they go anywhere. And so Delilah immediately uh, stands up, looks to Vic to pick up the stool. Um, Obviously, it must be folded and replaced in their luggage. Uh, How many of these police officers can I see? Uh, You can can see two. You see the lieutenant here, and you see another over here crouched down behind with a crossbow. And then, Vic, you see that there are two more coming uh, up the car this way. Okay. Um, I think that... I think Delilah will look at Vic and say... Well, I don't suppose we can expect to keep our help after they've, you know, gotten themselves entrenched in this sort of thing. We should, we should make an exit now. Um, Hello, dears. Uh, I'm afraid it's about to get very bumpy, so you may want to hold on to something. And she, or they, uh, take their lipstick and sort of apply it and... (laughs) And on the third, like, smack that they do with their lipstick, they cast Thunder Wave uh, in the direction of both their allies and those police officers. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. So Thunder Wave, Thunder Wave is a 15-foot uh, cube. Yeah, three-by-three three cube. Uh, and it, it emerges from, uh, from you. You have to be on one of the faces of it. Um, so you might need to move if you want to target it. But let me... I can move. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, move. That's fine. So, move so I'm behind you. Yeah, maybe. okay. Yeah, I'll I'll be like uh, gesticulating at the luggage and things like that and like moving along here and like getting my carry-on packages. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, and moving to where there's, there there are, the, whatever area is like the most <laughs> collection of police officers. Yeah. So Thunder Wave, let me, let me show you where you can kind of, uh, where you could place it. Um, all right. I guess I'm here. Let me make it square. So it can, yeah, you could hit all, th- all three of them. If you wanted to, you'd have to stand there to do that. Okay. But that could be a thing that you do. It's Thunder Wave this area. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you, you move, you move up. And what does it look like when you uh, when you cast spells, right? Because you're you you have these like devices and stuff as a uh, an uh, it's an yeah, it's very much like a device. Like the the lipstick that she has or that they have applied um, has like a sonic amplification in it. So it's, so it's when the they... smacking sound that turns into the oh, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> ah, that's so yeah. cool. I love the idea it's that all of your spells, all of your spells are like things that you maybe or someone maybe designed to be something else that you were like, oh, I can make that into a weapon that someone could hide really easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really like good. it's very like 1930s, like Matahari spy nonsense. Yeah. But instead of poison, it's a horrific wave of uh, of, of yeah. energy because I'm sure like it, it's like innocent design was to like amplify your voice. And then yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's right. Bye. Husband won't Native listen to you. Put on new Thunder brand lip color. Yeah, he won't have a choice then because you'll blow his skin off. Um, so they have a similar application device in the heels of their uh, stilettos. Of course, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. So let's see. Thunder wave is a saving throw. I believe it's a dexterity saving throw. No, con. Uh, Constitution con. save. Okay. Uh, Constitution saving throw from uh, Bruno and from Rook. I would like our... to cast that at second level. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Thankfully. So Constitution saving throw. All right. Yeah, DC 13. Okay. Well, lucky for you, Delilah, the only person that failed uh, was the uh, was the lieutenant. Now, that means that As I intended. It's half damage half for damage. yeah, for everybody else. Okay. All right. So, uh, that would be uh, 9 9 damage to to both of you. I cool. want to think that Thunderwave also pushes the does, uh, yeah. lieutenant away. Yeah, if feet. you fail, if you fail the save, you get pushed ten feet. I think or knocked prone. Yeah, let's see, ten ten feet. Yep. Yeah. Okay. In addition, so unsecured unsecured objects are automatically pushed three hundred feet away, and the spell emits a thunderous boom audible out to three hundred feet. So. We see the outside of the train when the spell goes off. Uh, all all four of these windows just immediately blow out, right? Just bang. We see them blow out. Uh, now there is rain and wind blowing into the car. Oh, um, what a high note, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> uh, and then away from you, 10 feet is there. All right, so Lieutenant gets blasted back uh, and uh, steadies himself against the uh, against the the couch here. Yeah, um, uh, Delilah will look at Rook. You're welcome. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so the other um, the other the other police uh, they are going to they're going to get to act. So this one over here is going to shoot his crossbow at uh, Delilah. Rude. So he aims the light crossbow and fires. Uh, I get a 15. Is a 15 enough to hit? Yes. Okay. So you take. My shoulder pads. For your effort, you take five piercing damage. Ah. Uh, And then that's that one. These two. Let's see. Is this one close enough to come up and attack Vic? Yeah. So this one hustles up here, abandoning cover. And if that and weren't enough, all of my <laughs> Ann Taylor bags are just like <laughs> thrown open. <laughs> Takes a swing at Vic. Uh, I get a crit. Welcome to the game, Vic. <laughs> Thanks for coming. You take. Oh, you only take seven damage. Okay, I rolled cool, bad. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so maybe Vic, you're you're paying attention to Delilah, and and then this this other cop comes running up and uh, slashes at you. You turn around in time to to kind of avoid getting impaled, um, but he uh, but he he hits you. And then uh, back I had been here. folding up the stool, and then I open up my suit jacket, and there's like two little hooks for the stool to rest on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In the middle of that. That's Plus great. all the luggage is like now thrown open from the thunder wave. <laughs> oh my oh God. yeah. 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 It's a mess. Uh, and then this, this guy's going to move up here and take another, take a shot uh, with a crossbow. Um, also at Vic. Cause Vic is the closest target. Here we go. Pew. Uh, I got a, another crit. Um, so oh, cool. No, I can't um, see your I think you're lying. <laughs> chat, chat can see. Chat, tell Katie me I got two crits. Uh, uh, this yeah. one does uh, 14, 13 damage. 
I've been waiting for the bullying to transcend. (laughs) (laughs) Roll 20 is in on it. Roll 20 is in on that bullying. Yeah. So you take another another very painful hit uh, from this this other officer and you are you are well on your way to unconsciousness. Thankfully, uh, Vic, it is your turn. Well, I had a whole turn planned, but I'm going to change it now because I have seven hit points. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to cast invisibility. I'm, whoops. Yeah, good oh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Um, and, yep, so we're casting that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fun thing, um, I can't do anything or become non-invisible so i'm going to spend my turn moving away mm-hmm. um which is it was a rough call for for vic to make because i also really wanted to start picking up the luggage yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> my livelihood is going to come first on this occasion and this occasion alone um okay i'm going where do I go to be safe? The answer is yeah, there's nowhere. A cabin. There's a cabin right here, right? You could just go around the corner and close the door, but they'll see the door close. <laughs> Are you telling me I can just hide inside this cabin? Yes, right now? yeah. It's a little passenger cabin. You could totally just duck in there. Yeah, I do that. I do that. <laughs> okay, all right. Because also Vic is like a little bit of a, of a, slime, a slime person. Um, <laughs> So I'm just going to slime my way into the cabin and sort of shut <laughs> just go around the corner. Okay, great. Uh, the only person that's in, like, even that could even notice this, and the only person that I think is aware of where you are at any given time, uh, <laughs> Delilah, you you turn and maybe you see footsteps on the carpet, right? And the carpet is like darkened with uh, rainwater, so we see these like little footprints <laughs> going around the corner into this room. Did you close the door? <laughs> um. No, but I do start crawling under the bed. (laughs) (laughs) So the footprints become footprints and knee prints and hand prints. And then (laughs) you see them whoop under the bed. Delilah isn't mad. Delilah's just disappointed. (laughs) Excellent. That's how I feel about tackle time. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Fair. (laughs) So, uh, Rook, Mm -hmm. it is, uh, it is your turn. Okay, I'm gonna do another uh, stealth check. Yeah, so you wanna you wanna hide again? I wanna okay. hide again. Yeah, um, and then I want to. It's interesting from a genre perspective. Playing yeah. a rogue is easier in a film noir setting because it's always right. so dark all the time, everywhere. <laughs> and I think in this moment, he actually uh, goes and he slides like completely flat and it's like time to get low on the floor y'all and goes underneath (laughs) the couch (laughs) now here's a question so for for rook do you are you constructed in such a way that like do you move like a person like do you do your like limbs bend backwards when you when you go down to like limbo under the couch for sure do your like knees bend funny and you just like flatten to the floor and just like scramble on your fingers like how inhuman is rook in this moment so i think rook because he is like a stealth agent has always been designed to be able to slip in between spaces to get in especially for the war like he was like was running a lot of uh, urban environments where you'll oh, have to cool. like, get into spots. Um, and so for him, it's really like any one of his joints can support his entire weight. Really? Like so uh, they, them? 
Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Any one of their points can support their entire weight. So at this point, they collapse down onto basically their ankles and mm-hmm. are just like flat forward as they go underneath the couch and then around this one and cover. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Do they make hydraulic sounds like? <laughs> and this, this, this cop doesn't even notice you. You're just going to like mm-hmm. appear yeah. over uh-huh. here. Uh, and then you want to do an attack? Uh, yes, actually. Hmm. Can I, let me, I want to wait actually. Cause I want, or can I use my action to do another bonus action? Uh, you cannot. No. Okay. But a lot of then stuff actually, can, a lot of stuff can be done. Uh, yeah. like what did you want to do? Tell me what you do. Um, we'll talk about whether it's actually, possible. it didn't, it, it wouldn't have helped. I was going to okay. do eye for detail. Um, but that just gives me or not eye for detail insightful fighting, mm. but that, uh, gives me a sneak attack when I don't have stealth and I have stealth. So yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll just attack this guy. Okay. Yeah, okay. sure. So you have advantage. Uh huh. Let's go. So you slip over here. Uh-huh. You get a 24, which is definitely a hit. Cool, cool, cool. And then uh, just roll the short sword? Yeah, just roll short sword damage. Uh, so cool. it starts at six. Now it's a sneak attack, so you should have that as another attack in your um, on your character sheet. I do. Yeah, so you can go ahead and click that, and then I'll do cool, the extra cool. the extra damage. Oh, piercing. Oh, I think I needed to click it with to make it active. Oh, did you? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. You can do I it can manually. Two, yeah, yeah, I can you can just roll 2d6. Two two that's fine. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so good. same same question that I posed yeah. to uh, to Bruno. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Rook, you were you were built to kill. Uh, do mm-hmm. you? Um. <sighs> no, because these while these may be crooked cops, uh, they're still officers of the law. That's and right. so Rook, Rook wouldn't take a chance. They might have done something good at some way or some point. And also they're probably former colleagues. Yeah. And he's like, right. You used to, yeah. you used to walk the same beat as these guys. You're on the opposite side of the law now, but mm. yeah, that's great. Okay. All right. So Ooh, you tell Darlene her pasta is still delicious, bud. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know that without implying an extramarital affair? Yeah. The, hey, the hey. pasta. I was about to say Rook. Warforged can't eat, so is that a euphemism or? <laughs> I like to imagine that like the rook just had like found like this pocketbook of like, like someone had lost of like cool phrases they could say. <laughs> Rook's just kind of like pulling them out, like. Rook <laughs> shows off their uh, private investigator license, and it's just a framed copy of Dick Tracy. Yeah, oh. right, exactly. Brooke has a book, a little booklet called "How to Talk Like a Cool Human." <laughs> Oh yeah, he's really learned. he spent a lot of time in the jazz scene, and he's trying, guys. They're trying. Oh my god! They're really oh my god. Does they do they have a do they have a, a musical instrument? Did I give you an, a musical instrument? No, they. No, I don't no. think though. They they're just a fan. They, they do right, not okay. have any have ability. That, yeah. Daddy-o. Oh Daddy-o. I love the idea of Rook just hanging out in a jazz club. That's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> okay. Smoking those jazz cigarettes. Cool. So you um you finished. Uh, you finish your turn here. You've you've knocked mm-hmm. this uh, this cop unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, the the lieutenant yeah. uh, lieutenant looks at Delilah like angry, right? Because he's like, yeah. 
All right, they they did this thing. I'm mad about that. But they see they see Bruno, and despite the fact that Bruno, you soundly defeated one of the other cops. This is one of those like transitive property things. So you're like, I'm tougher than them. I could probably be tougher than you. And so you see, uh, you see the the cop take off his uh, now ruined thanks to Rook uh, like trench coat, and you can see his his like leather the vest underneath, and he gives you that look. And you've seen this look. This is a thing that I think has happened to you as a, a like a prize, a champion prize fighter all the time. Every bar you've ever been in, there's a pretty good chance there's at least one guy who, after six or seven whiskeys, is like, "Bruno's not so tough." I've seen, I've seen, I've seen them fight. I could take them. And then they pick a fight with you in the bar to try to prove like, yeah, I'm tough. I could take this guy. Uh, and, uh, it almost always ends the same way I imagine. <laughs> so that's the look you see pass over this, this, uh, this captain, uh, his face, uh, as he strides forward to, uh, do what his officers could not. Let's see how it goes. Um, I think, you got you got the higher ground here, so I'll give you advantage on attacking him, but he doesn't have any disadvantage attacking you. He's just gonna go after your legs. Uh, so here we go. Takes two swings. Here's the first one, and you have a plus one to your. It doesn't matter. I got a crit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> I'm very good at Dungeons and Dragons. I've been playing a long time. Mm-hmm. Using loaded computers to roll. This is not helping your. Oh, the show isn't scripted. <laughs> so you take uh, eight slashing damage, which I don't imagine you feel most of. Uh, and then a second swing. Uh, oh, Jesus. Jeez Louise. Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean it's a one in twenty chance. Four times in a row. Uh okay. so you take another oh, twelve. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So right. was that thirty total, I think? Or let's see, four, eight, eleven, uh twenty. I'm resetting yeah. the stream 20 key. I'm resetting the stream <laughs> key after this show. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean maybe he's right. Maybe this is the time it doesn't go that way. You're not as young as you used to be, Bruno. So you take <laughs> uh you take two two quick hits, uh and what how many hit points do you have now? Ten? Thirteen? Uh, yeah, sorry, hold on. Oh no, it's okay. Yeah. I was just curious. All right. All right, so you're still you're still in fighting shape. Uh, it is, it is your turn. And this guy has the smug look of someone who is assured of their own victory, right? He's just like, see, you're not so tough. I mean, uh, at this point there might be a thing in, in Bruno's mind. That's like, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're getting <laughs> too old for this shit. <laughs> I mean, come to think of it. <laughs> um, but so, uh, uh, Bruno uh, is uh, going to just like uh, raise up both fists and just like pound down on uh, on this uh, lieutenant's head. On yeah, his face is right there in punching range. Uh, okay, so you you have advantage uh, on your on your attacks from having the higher ground on this guy. Nice. All right, you got twenty four. Well, hold on. Mm-hmm. That my knuckle duster is a plus five. I got a twenty four, so that's a nineteen. Yes. Um. I have improved critical. Hell yeah, you yeah. do. So that's that's a crit. Yep. Um, and I'm gonna make a note. I can actually automate. I can automate that for you. Um, so I will do that between uh, between episodes. I just forgot. So okay, crit cool. range. But yeah, roll roll your uh, roll your damage, and then we'll roll the damage again. So 
Crit range brute. Nice. Okay, so seven, and then roll. Oh, uh, oh nice. snap! Okay, all right. So it's uh, crits are double the damage dice, and then you add the number. So it's eight, nine, ten, eleven total. Turn yeah. his face into strawberry jam. Yeah. What is that? So what does that look like? Like he's all smug and like, hey, hey I'm gonna get you. You have I, a moment I think of it's doubt. Like, I think then... it's very much not. Um, like there there's no like pomp and circumstance to it at all it's like a slash like bruno looks down at their at their like shins which have just been like cut up <laughs> yeah. and then just like quick like pops one like right in the, the right the, it's, the it's very face. very yeah. mechanical just like bam what you want another <laughs> one <laughs> okay and then another one's gonna swing in yeah okay. boom uh Okay, uh, this uh, one he blocks. Yeah, this one he, gotcha. he's able to get out of the way. So the first one, he, he snaps his head back. Blood starts pouring out of his nose. He's smart enough to duck under the under the second one. So that one comes in. You try to get him in a hook, and he, he ducks. Um, cool. Do you want to stay where you are? I mean, you got pretty good. It's a pretty good position to fight this guy on. So. Yeah, I'm staying right where I am. Okay. All right. Uh, Delilah, it is your turn. Why, why, why? Oh, man. <sighs> get out of here. <laughs> Which one of these motherfuckers shot me? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I have had I, I've been very tired of this this lieutenant type individual, and I kind of want to do something really mean to him, but I can't do that without also being mean to these delightful people who've been escorting me to safety. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shoot him with my crossbow. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do I shoot things with my derringer? Yeah, yeah. If you want to use your, you want to use your, your, your gun. Uh, yeah. Let's take my gun. Let's take a look. Yeah, because like my a crossbow is fine, gun. but you have a magic gun. Yeah, um, I do. So let's see. Okay, uh, you uh, when you create the cannon, you determine its appearance and whether it has legs. Uh, your eldritch cannon is a force ballista. Uh, it's a ranged spell attack at any creature or object within 120 feet on a hit. He takes 2d8 force damage and is pushed five feet away. Um, so uh, ranged, okay. ranged spell attack is uh, d20 plus five. Okay, d20 plus five. Yeah. And who are you? Who are you attacking? I'm gonna. I'm gonna roll, or I'm gonna attack Doyle. Yeah, the the guy in charge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because okay. he's he's kind of looking like a chump right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, I typed this in right. Bloop. Uh, you did, and you hit nice. just barely. You, uh, you, you yeah, I think you hit him probably like in the shoulder. He's partly obscured by this, yeah, the big, the big hunk of furry meat that is Bruno. Uh, so you find your, yeah. you find your shot. What does it, what does it look like when your gun fires? It does force damage, so it's, it's like a magic so, missile basically. But you can decide what it looks like and how the gun so looks. So this is what Delilah looks like right now. Um, very irritated. Uh, first of all, there is their assistant just went into the next room and hid under the bed. <laughs> Good help. Hard to find these days. I'm just going to rifle through my um, luggage real quick. I know that I, ah, darn, I know that I, I left a little and then picks up this sort of like shiny barreled Derringer. And it's like, oh, I was wondering where I put this. Hits a little knob on the back, like where you would go to cock the gun mm-hmm. and the little poing. Uh, crossbow comes out of the side. Is this like a uh, this is like a noisy cricket situation? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, like swiftly turns like this, goes like mm, 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 around Bruno as Bruno <laughs> is puddling this this uh, lieutenant, and then it's just like 
that should be fine and shoots and like narrowly <laughs> narrowly grazes Bruno's leg into the lieutenant's thigh mm-hmm. yeah and then he gets blown back five feet uh, and takes 2d8 damage so which I like to imagine was them stumbling back yeah totally five feet <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah um yeah so go ahead and roll roll your 2d8 for damage I would love to thank you Mm, 2d8 Boop. Ooh. also uh thank you so much tk for getting a tom jones song stuck in my head really you're welcome that. i suppose i did name the character so i deserve it but i didn't Your do fault. it on purpose <laughs> cool okay sometimes the the pain the greatest pain is the pain we feel ourselves <laughs> yeah especially by accident this is the mental equivalent of hitting myself with a hammer by accident uh so uh bruno your combatant staggers back uh struck by uh a bolt of magical force that could very easily have hit you um but didn't so you're lucky um i made that choice you're welcome bruno <laughs> um no thank you i guess or whatever <laughs> fantastic all right so the other two uh the other two this this cop comes forward looks around for vic realizes that that vic maybe jumped out the window or something and then takes a step towards delilah uh and makes an attack i know right the nerve of some people i would like Uh, to shield as a reaction yeah okay all right um so what does that look like do you have like a brooch or um like a ring or something what is the the form of your your shield take i like to think that um all of delilah's gadgets are accessories like very fashionable accessories and so when this person attacks it like erupts from a clutch that forms into a parasol like a shield parasol i love it yeah so you're like, I, so the, the thing I like about this class is that you can, you can go as inspector gadget as you want with it. Right. So every spell can be its own little weird piece of equipment. Yeah. yeah that's great. It's like, it's just like a, or a hairpin in the back, like a jeweled hairpin. And then it just poof. <laughs> that's so like cool. Into a parasol. So for, for folks who aren't familiar with the the class and for us, since this is the first time we're using it, um, the, uh, the canon, the first turn that you, you like prepare it this, this turn, it's an action to like ready it but now that it's ready you can fire it as a bonus action and it's oh. not a spell so now you can Thank you. you can cast a like you could cast cure wounds and shoot your gun you could cast another spell and fire it it's a um it's a, a bonus 2d8 ranged attack uh anytime okay. now that you've now that you've prepared it and charged okay. it up in the cool. in the future i will remember that yeah well and it's, it's perfect because cool. you didn't have it ready this turn so you gotta spend that action mm-hmm. so we're good now um so yeah the the cop that approaches you takes a swing and your your magical shield deflects it uh this one is gonna move uh up to here and i think he's gonna shoot his crossbow at bruno here we go thank god so we get a six Misses completely. Just the wind and the rain fires and the crossbow bolt sails past you, Bruno. Now, Vic, you are invisible, uh, hiding under the bed in the other room. Uh, You can hear and see some of what's going on, right? You've kind of got like a viewpoint. Yeah, I've got a small line of sight. Yeah, you can kind of see what's happening. What do you want to? What do you want to do with your turn? Um, I see that, my dear liege. I, I, I'm like panicking under the bed. Um, Oh, um. And I reach into my other and I pull out. It's like, you know, those, uh, it's very like a stereotypical, like those tiny guns 
mm-hmm. that in a lot of like the Namara stuff, like women would pull out of their purses. It's one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, very tiny um I'm like, my, my liege and it's just like i imagine like a bed skirt and like i'm just <laughs> like <laughs> trembling and you're invisible <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm like and i uh my hands are like shaking and i fire off uh an eldritch blast at the person who's attacking um because i don't technically need line of sight but i think i got it anyways yeah this this guy for sure yeah mm-hmm. Um, so here we go. Uh, oh, what? Oh, did it do it? Nice. Yeah. yeah. 24. Yay. It did it. Cool. Um, four. Too bad Delilah didn't see it. Seven force damage. Okay. Now, one thing, because again, we're all kind of getting used to the characters. So one thing you have, you have an ability called hex that you can use as a bonus action that puts a hex on someone and they take more damage. So, okay, cool. If you'd like... Since you probably would have anyway, we can just say yeah. you did that first. Do you want to do that? I, yeah, I was confused about the rules about doing hex and casting a spell in the same Yeah, turn. so hex is, is a that- bonus action, so you can cast it, okay. and then you can cast another spell as long as it's a cantrip, which I believe Eldritch Blast is. Oh, okay, cool. Because so, yeah. it's a cantrip I forgot about the cantrip rule. Okay. So this, this dude is, I know it's one of the most complicated, silliest rules uh, in the game where it's like, can you cast a spell? Yes. Sometimes kind of, don't worry about it. Is reaction? I don't know. So roll another D six, uh, for extra necrotic damage. And now I can, I've been asking everyone else, you know, if they want to deal non-lethal damage, but the thing is, uh, you can't with magic. So you're not invisible anymore. You're still hidden because you're under a, a bed or whatever. Uh, and this guy is killed and killed like relatively horribly, I imagine, because it's necrotic damage uh, that that kills him. So what does that look like when Vic when Vic hits this guy with the Eldritch Blast and Go he dies? Through a millennium of rotting, but in a second, it's majestic. <laughs> wow. So it's like uh, the end of uh, Indiana Jones and the uh, and the uh, Razor Lost Ark, right? Like the he just melts. <laughs> I've never seen a piece of media in my whole life, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Generally, generally speaking, uh, when we refer to movies or TV shows or music, it's not for Katie's benefit. Uh, Katie May has not seen anything, I've and seen, so nothing. I've seen that. Seen, yeah. I've seen that. Vic has never seen anything a, a piece of media. <laughs> Life. Keep it canon, Adam. Come on. <laughs> All right. So, Vic, you, uh, yeah, you, you blast this guy right. from from relative safety, and Delilah, and then the, out the bed skirt, a thumbs up, also comes with the. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Delilah, you see the the person who was recently just attacking you uh, bounce off your shield and then get hit in the back by a burst of eldritch energy and d- disintegrate. Uh, he tumbles what over they backwards. Deserved. Yeah, and you see, uh, you see as they disintegrate, Vic. I would like for my shield to sort of like shield my luggage so that the yeah. disgusting poor dust doesn't get into my. Yeah, it sounds about right. I'm so sorry about that, my leash. I I promise not a, not a bit of your things will have dust on them when I am done with them. Perhaps you should try to be more careful, Vic. Yes, 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 my leash. I can, I can see the fan fiction already. So, uh, Rook. <laughs> Would you like to take your turn? Yes. 
Sorry, I was just looking over something. Weird. For, for whatever reason, Rook in my head translates to road, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, so you don't hear. No, I, 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 like I, I just envisioned a big green loading bar. They're just like, beep, 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 deciding, <laughs> deciding. Yeah. Yes, I would like to take my turn. Thank you. Sure, sure. So, uh, Rook, uh, now, uh, first off, I want to make uh, an insightful fighting check mm. okay so what is uh, what is insightful fighting do uh, tell I us about love, that ability. let me let me put it into the chat so folks can see okay. uh, yeah and then we can talk about it for sure first so, of all it's dope at third yes. level you gain the ability to decipher an opponent's tactics and develop a counter to them as a bonus action you can make a wisdom check against a creature that you see that isn't incapacitated contested by the target's charisma check uh, if you succeed, you can use your sneak attack against the target, even if you don't have advantage on the attack roll, but not if you have disadvantage on it. So if it lasts a minute or until, uh, until you successfully use the feature against oh, a different target. That's cool. So yeah. most most rogues have to use the environment, use their mm -hmm. allies, like to create an opportunity, create a weakness to take advantage of. But an inquisitive... Mm -hmm. The, you recognize the weaknesses within the person you are fighting. And so there's, right. you don't need the situation necessarily. Okay. All right. So this is a bonus action. Make a, make an insight check. I will make sure. a deception check. Okay. And deception is a charisma. Oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to, I mean, okay. there is a way I've been rolling really yeah. well. Yes. I got an 11. <laughs> Didn't Very have good. advantage on that. So Very good. good. Cool. <laughs> okay. And then, and I think what, uh, happens for Rook in this moment is as they um, look at Doyle is their eyes um, sort of like circulate and coalesce and like finite examine every um, thing about Doyle's outfit and like their armor and just like members like their fighting time when they were uh well let's let's make a roll first as i as i move to attack them and yeah, see okay. how it goes okay um and then have advantage okay 21 Yep. Yeah. You definitely hit. So you, you move up behind him and again, yeah. all the, all the big, all the big enemies are in front of him, right? Like he, yeah. he's lost track of you. Right. Uh, you come up behind him, uh, and uh, attack him, uh, with your and then, weapon. Uh, how much, how much damage you deal? Uh, let's see. I do 10 damage. Uh, okay. And that's your weapon and your sneak attack. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For some and reason then, your, your results haven't popped up on my screen yet. Interesting. It says my correct my connection to this. Oh yeah, that's correct. probably what it is. Yeah, I got one of those messages I've, too. Yeah, me as well. That's okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. So you come up and you get him for uh, for right. eleven, and he he yelps in pain and surprise, turns around to see you there, uh -huh. and there's a moment you see on his face. You know, you're you're assessing him and his fighting style and all of this stuff, and then he looks at you and you see on his face this like surprise, like he didn't expect you for some reason. He expected you to just like go quietly like this is a surprise and like kind of frustration uh, on his face as much as it is pain from the right. from the attack uh and i think and, i think uh, that's your uh, turn right unless you have another uh, ability right. that triggers off of an attack i think you're good because it's bonus action you no, moved, no no that's you, it you got him okay cool and so all I got right him. so you'll retain that that uh, ability uh for another nine turns until um, i attack somebody else and i think yeah. rook just like looks at doyle um and like voice modulates and it's like 
target assessed. Ooh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is like the, you've, your protocols have changed and, right. uh, yeah. And when you do that, he gets, uh, another familiar look, but this one is like fear, right? This is the kind of look that you saw coming back from the war. This is the look of even the people on your side who, who, you know, you're, you're marching in this, this victory parade. People still looked at you like a weapon. And now right. that's what, that's what the Lieutenant is looking at you like, like, Oh, okay. I'm yep. And so, uh, he is going to, uh, respond to feeling threatened by attacking you. Cool. Okay, so let's get that going. Uh, so he makes uh, a swing. Scimitar and gets a 21. That'll hit. Yep, so he hits you for four damage. Mm-hmm. And then a second swing. Also a hit. Mm-hmm. For another four. Cool. I am at three. Okay. All right. <gasps> uh, <laughs> Bruno, it's your mm-hmm. turn. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna come up to the uh, the the captain here, and um, are we flanking? Uh, so flanking is oh, that's not in it. That's not a thing anymore. So it's optional. It? I don't usually use it because there's already so many ways to get a, uh, advantage. Uh, sure, so you sure, don't have to worry sure. about it. You can just jump down and, and give him give him a punch. You'll lose your advantage from being up on on higher ground, but. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the punch. Okay. I rush up. That doesn't show up for you, does it? No, you can just tell me. I, I'll well, have to to reload. But it's yeah, twelve. You got twelve. Okay. Uh, all right. So he uh, he hears you coming and uh, and and dodges out of the way as you take your first swing. All right. I'm gonna do. I'm going again. Okay. Nineteen. Uh, that is definitely a hit. Okay. 19 and that's six bludgeoning six bludgeoning okay all right six bludgeoning damage this guy is on his last legs you can see him he's he's reeling great action surge yeah Yeah. there you go his manager's in the corner being like throw in the towel you palooka and you just give him another this is it right that last minute where you feel his weakness and you you surge forward that that's an 11 ah all right and so he he's got a little bit of strength left in him so he brings his arms up you you punch uh, uh punch him in the arm uh and it gives you action starts gives you one more action but not another bonus right so you just get the, the well i mean hit. yeah I, it's hard to say because the things that the action surge literally says like on top of your turn you can take one additional action on top of your regular action and and a possible bonus action um oh, okay yes then yeah you get your second yeah you'll get another you'll get another swing Okay. Uh, chat, be sure to tell me how cheating I am. <laughs> and that's 19. Okay. All right. Yeah. You hit. Uh, and 19. Let's do uh, for four. Four damage. Okay. All right. Oh. So same, same thing. You can, you can, you can hear it. You can just like in the back of your brain, you can just imagine like the crowd cheering for you. You can see this guy hitting the floor, but he's not, he's not ready to go down. He, you know, you know, you're going to win. He just hasn't realized it yet. You got to wait for him to catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Delilah, uh, you see this, this fr- fracas going on over here. Uh, what would you like to do? My roll twenty crashed. Um, you got dice kicking around because I still have access to your character sheet. I can just tell you okay, what your yeah, bonuses yeah, yeah. are. I I think I yeah. <laughs> yeah that's okay. Uh, okay. 
Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'll just bring I'll, up. I have online. dice. I'll roll for you. Yeah, please. I've got, okay. I'll do that for you. I've got an app on my phone. This is, what, this is what a truly supportive role playing game group looks like. Mm-hmm. When you don't have access to your character sheet, someone else can tell you about it and someone else can roll. For I you. appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I am modding the chat right now. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to. Could you jump to my spells real quick? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. No, I already knew what I wanted to do. Uh, no, no, I'd no. like to. I'd like to cast cure wounds on mm. the book, and I think. I think the way that um, Delilah would say it is, she's like, "Are you quite finished? <laughs> we have things to do," and she would just. Um, uh, they would just. Uh, I think. I think they have like a like a breath freshener. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, like a perfume mister, or yeah, like. Yeah. like like a little, like a little banaka or something like that. It's just like, <laughs> could you please? You're making a fool of me, Ooh. and cast a cure wounds on. Um, can I do that on a warforged? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm just making magic. sure they're not. Yep. Yeah, I'm just making sure they're not technically constructs. Right. No. Um, okay. Then yeah, I'm gonna cast cure wounds and then uh, and then make a pew pew with my my derringer again. Okay. Is the is the lieutenant still up? Uh, yes. Then I, I'm going to pew pew the lieutenant. Okay, so you got eleven uh, eleven healing, uh, and who is who is that on? Oh heck yeah, nice. Rook, right? Yeah, that's oh yeah right because you're asking about making. Okay, so yep. now I'm at at fourteen. Thank you. Oh snap! I'm back. I'm back. Okay, good. Me too. I'm I'm also back in. So this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, but I can't see any tokens. I so. got very excited. Scroll. That's the answer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's up. Sorry. It's up at the top of the. Yeah. Top and we're middle. in the middle. We're like yeah. the middle car. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Okay. Uh, I was very excited. So that was Thank your action. You, that was your action, Lila. Now remember, your your gun, your spell range, spell attack is still is a, a bonus, bonus action, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna pew pew uh, the lieutenant. R D twenty plus five. Yeah, and I'll make you. I'll make you a macro for this uh, for next time. Bloop. <laughs> What'd you get? I got an eight. Okay, you you miss. <laughs> yep. I should have lied. So you fire. Let's look at the angle of fire here. So. You fire at him, you hit the wall back here behind him, <laughs> and just chunks of uh, of wood and, and like paint fly out into the air uh, as this uh, this cup ducks uh, and then returns fire. Uh, yeah, there's you're going to hear like a lot of sounds of frustration from Delilah. I would like to drop down beside the couch. Yeah, can take I cover? get like a partial cover for yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, you can do it as part of your just move. like just like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he usually my assistant provides my action. My harmonica's in my suit jacket. Let me find it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can play you a tune, kiddo. (laughs) Thank you. Finally. Some help. I imagine when Rook when Rook is in like jukebox mode, your eyes become little waveforms. Oh yeah. my gosh, your I cool love it. Amp plug in. Uh, right, yes. So does Rook um, come in lo-fi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't come to rap. Hasn't come to Eberron yet. So this this guy is gonna take a shot uh, at uh, at Delilah as he as he moves for cover. So let's uh, let's do that. Delilah, you get a crossbow shot at you. I got a 11, so no dice. Funk sticks into the uh, into the couch next to you. Uh, all right, Vic. 
Invisible, formerly Invisible Vic, what do you want to do? Uh, I'm still under the bed. Yes. Um, I found a piece of gum. I'm chewing it. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Terrifying. Yes. So I'm just going to do an Eldritch Blast again, me thinks. Oh, and my character sheet will load. I was a dummy and <laughs> exited out. I lost it forever. Um, where are my dice? All right. It's, so what do you want to, what are you going to cast? What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to Eldritch Blast this okay. other, um, actually I'm going to go for the, yeah, I'll go for, I'll go for the one who was shooting at Delilah. That's, that's true to my heart. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to roll fancy dice. Here we go. Uh, that is a 16. Okay. Uh, I don't know what my additions are. Eldritch Blast is a ranged spell attack, right? Yes. Oh yeah, and you can same thing. You can move the the hex, I think, to yeah, this guy too. Transfer the hex over. And this is to the so lieutenant. Uh, no, the not lieutenant. The right, one the other attacked. the other goon. Right. Okay. My dear Delilah, you're attacking people laterally rather than up. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So this one's hex. You get a sixteen. Uh, even just a sixteen on the die is enough to hit. So you don't even have to worry about the bonus. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so the damage is a d10. Let's take a look here. And then. Product was 1d6, I think, but if you'll check my work, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, for sure. Um, Eldritch Blast. It is, uh, yes, yeah, it's a d10 force damage and a d6 necrotic damage. Cool. I can take pictures of this stuff. <laughs> um, so that's four, um, force damage from the Eldritch Blast and yep. then five damage from the necrotic. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if I get any additions on my Eldritch Blast. I'm trying to. No, no, up. it's just a D10. It'll go up at different levels, but uh, okay. right now it's just D10. Okay. All so right. Then that's damage. Cool. All right. So, yeah, this guy staggers back, uh, hit by the attack, uh, drained of his life force. He's just barely hanging on. Uh, and behind him, the broken window uh, rattles and rain and wind are blowing through as the train continues to tear north. Uh, so Rook, there are two, two combatants left. There's this very badly pummeled Lieutenant. And mm-hmm. then over here, there is a, uh, there is a cop who, uh, is seemingly being drained to death from something malevolent in this other room. Uh, so I still have the insightful fighting on, that's um, right. Yeah. The Lieutenant. So I think, um, uh, Rook is just going to attack them and, okay. So I rolled in D20 and I got, and I, and I, I swear to you, first one was a 14 with advantage. It was a 25. Nice. Like crit on, on, on this. Okay. Uh, so that would be uh, nine plus six. So Excellent. 16. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, that was 13, uh, 13 more, 12 more damage than this person needed. Cool. Uh, so same, same question for this guy, uh, knockout or murder. Um, I think it's, uh, incapacitate, mm-hmm. but okay. like it's ends up being like pretty bad it's it's like it's someone needs to look after him but he'll he'll maybe stabilize and Mm. i think rook in the process of like doing it comes out and goes doyle you know you need to get out of the game bud (laughs) this should be your last 
Last last real gimp. You know what? Forget it. I'm 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 <laughs> guys, come on. Let's mo let's let's roll. <laughs> All right. So he is he is out ending your uh inquisitive bonus because there's no yeah. more target. Uh he doesn't get a turn because he's unconscious. So uh Bruno. There are there are bodies laid out in front of you. You guys kind of got kill kill stealed by Rook here, but there is there is one bandit remaining, one cop standing over here by the window. All right. Um, well, I wanna I want to go to there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's just it's just this one. Yeah. Now I will I will say this: you could, if you want to, you could use your fists and punch him and knock him out, or. He's standing in front of an open window. You could just shove him out the window. <laughs> That's also an option. <laughs> Is there any reason why we would need information from this person? Nah, we'll just get it from the lieutenant, right? Because we yeah. got the lieutenant. Yeah, you got a l- bunch of like unconscious cops. Kill the henchman. <laughs> <laughs> get um, rid of him. All right, he just hold, had no, hold a on, kid. hold on, hold on. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. And, uh, well, I'm gonna, Frankie's I'm only learning forward. the flute. Uh, I'm going to cl- clench uh, the fist and, and like lift up um, and then and then pick up the, the bandit with my other yeah, arm. Grab him, yeah. And I'm going to go, all right. So, uh, and then just throw him out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, we got to like push him. Okay, make, a, make an athletics, make an athletics cool. check. Can do. At least no someone around here knows how to get work. Nineteen. Done. Wow, dear. All right. Uh, cool. I got a seven. So <laughs> the thing is, you're going so fast that you you shove him, and you don't even get to see the look on his face. That's like, oh no, I've been shoved out the window of a moving train before he just disappears. <laughs> Like just vanishes. He's gone. And then Bruno um, turns to Delilah and is like, okay, no, are you happy? Like, um, is that fine? Is that what you wanted? Perfect, Bruno. Thank you so much. You've been such a big help. Would you mind helping me pack my bags? Again? I do. I would. Oh, I would definitely on. mind. I'm already doing it. Please. So as here's the thing. So as this as this last this last officer disappears out the window, and as as Vic kind of crawls out from under the the desk, you'll turn kind of to each other. <laughs> the train continues to to hum along as if nothing had ever happened. Right. This old engine's seen a hundred fights like this one. There's blood stains on the carpet on top of old blood stains, uh, and uh, you wonder for a, a moment how much like this train you are. Uh, living this life of violence, uh, laid one over another, barreling ahead at full speed into unknown territory, the choices you made along the way as meaningless as the cold steel rails below you. Before you have a chance to regret those choices, the door to the next car opens. So this, mm-hmm. hey, there's everybody's rolls. This door over here opens. You hear it like slide open. Uh, and emerging into the shadows, uh, you see the commissioner. Uh, so the commissioner strides in his face, a mask of barely contained rage. Well, looks like this is the end of the line. I'm sorry. It came to this kid. I had high hopes, but you just had to stick your nose in where it didn't belong. This train's going to pull into rote and you're not going to be on it. End of the line. 
and you see him reach for his service weapon. Grim determination stranded on his features, the sole survivor of whatever emotional war this scarred man has been through. He cocks the hammer, and we cut to darkness. So when we cut to this black screen, right, we see him reach for the gun. The commissioner stares you down. He's come here personally. Uh, We cut to darkness, and we hear... The sound of rain and not the like tearing frantic sound of rain from the train, but a quieter kind of background, the sound of rain hitting a window. Uh, We hear smooth jazz playing in the background uh, and a title comes up. Title card comes up that says uh, earlier Sharn City of Towers. Uh, the video uh, fades in. Right. So we we fade in uh, on a door. Right in a in a ratty kind of shadowy hallway, fit in a door, and the door has a, one of those frosted glass windows in it, uh, and painted in peeling black and gold on the on the window are the words "Rook Slade, Private Investigator." Uh, so I'm gonna have you I'm gonna have you describe this is this is we're gonna we're jumping back. So mm-hmm. describe your your office, right? Describe the the office of Rook Slade, PI. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us, tell us what we see. The door, the door opens and we, we come inside. So you come in, uh, you see a pretty ratty three seater couch to one side, some filing cabinets around it that, um, are organized, but are just bad. Like they're just like really like not well taken care of. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the desk itself on the front is like neatly put in place. There's like files that are all present and accounted for in folders, but the actual quality of everything, this is all very, very low quality stuff that um, Rook is doing the best to like utilize. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see on the wall um, a few photos, one of him, particularly from his uh, like troop from the Warforged days along the back um, oh, like old, like an old war, like a war photo of, yeah, just like it, yeah. of them, them and a bunch of other warforged standing around like, yeah, these are, I think that's, that's like a, a classic like detective office, like memory, right? Like a painful memory of your time in the war. And it's like, here's all my buddies. And if anybody asks, you're like, they're all dead now. <laughs> like, yeah, I love it. That's great. Uh, that's one, one, six, four. That's one, one, six, five. Oh, don't even get me started on one, one, six, seven. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then um, we just kind of see off to one side in the room uh, is Rook's bed. And it's just like a simple bed and a nightstand with, you know, really the only thing that is nice here is his record player. Is there a record? Oh, player? yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so is that and, is that the the source of the the smooth jazz that we heard? In yeah, the, in absolutely. The okay, and and you you just hear um, the Eberron equivalent of "Unforgettable" by Nat King Cole, just like playing on repeat, you know. And it's it's rainy. He doesn't smoke, but there's a lit cigarette there. Like <laughs> they don't smoke, but there's a lit cigarette. In their ashtray, well, so, so that's so that's a great question. So when we yeah. when we pan down, there's this incongruity of like, wait a second, they don't have a mouth. Well, they can't. I have I have no mouth yet. I must smoke. Uh, uh-huh. If we pan down to the the lit cigarette, does the cigarette A have lipstick on it, and B Delilah, does it belong to you? 
Uh, Delilah prefers to smoke out of a. Oh, you have a cigarette, cigarette holder. holder. Of course. So unfortunately, <laughs> maybe that could, maybe that could be the actual works. move. Is the is the cigarettes being ashed mm. into the ashtray? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like and it that. pulls back. Yeah. Delilah is looking around and prefers not to sit on any of this. Mm-hmm furniture is that what you're calling it kiddo it's been a while it probably still seems nicer than that prison cell you had (laughs) don't be cute it doesn't suit you Mm. (laughs) why are you here i was gonna say so vic uh how do you want to make a stud high you want to take the hide action or are you like out in in force do you look when we so we know because we're playing a role-playing game and people know that that it's the same character but do we see somebody different with delilah than we saw on the train or is it the same are you wearing the same mask yes, that was my that was my getaway body this is i have a different thing going on now um <laughs> As soon as as soon as the spring starts, everybody starts going to the gym, working on that getaway from the cops body. Um. <laughs> it's my getaway look because uh, I think that was my look as normal as possible look. This is now like look very very like cool to be seen with Delilah look, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that would look like probably because I know Vic probably did an extensive study of like all of Delilah's family and like pieced together like the perfect like look to be seen with Delilah. Mm. But I'm not sure what that would look like. I want to ask TK, what would that? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great, it's such a great question too. Cause it's like, because and I think this comes up for Vic a lot. It's not what does Vic think the coolest kind of person is. It's what does Vic think that Delilah would think the coolest kind of person is for that situation. For right now, uh, Delilah is all business. So Delilah is wearing a, stri- a suit with thin pinstripes. Um, it's not quite. It's not quite black. It's a. It's a little bit off color indigo, uh, with a, a subtle sheen in the stripes, and they wear like a small uh, a feathered. Um, Oh, what do you call it? A fascinator with mm. a little bit of netting. I was about to say, face. Delilah definitely has that. Yeah, I love it. 100%. Yeah. And of course, the smart bob with that very sharp line. Um, they would expect Vic to follow suit as their assistant. Yeah, that I'm full Anne Hathaway and Devil Wears Prada right now. That's. <laughs> And of course, of course, everything like on top of the suit and everything, uh, uh, Delilah has shrugged out of another first stole and is handing it off to Vic to hold. Yeah, I'm holding it and I've pulled the stool out. I'm pulling the stool out. (laughs) Delilah doesn't even look down when they sit. They know the stool will be there. Right. I died when I wasn't there. (laughs) Beautiful. Yes, you would. So Delilah and, and Vic, did you come to Rook's office straight from the the train station? Was it like prison, train station, Rook's office? Or do you have like a room in a, a CD hotel somewhere that you're using the last of Vic's money to pay for? Obviously, I had to stop and change. I couldn't be seen wearing those drab colors, but... My favorite detective is Fallen from Grace. Of course I had to see them in person. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Falls from Grace, Bruno, were you here with Rook already when Delilah, Delilah DeCaneth came back from prison? Like, were the two of you talking already or do you show up later? 
Um, I th- I think I would like. I'm I've heard Delilah's in town. Mm-hmm. Like is back. I think I'm hesitant to see them. Yeah. Because like because we were so close a long time ago that it's like one of those like oh no uh but at 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 an uh, at a moment i think it's just one of those like it's raining outside all of a sudden like a door the door like bursts open like covered in it's like great gatsby when leonardo dicaprio comes in and is like completely soaking wet yeah (laughs) just like oh hey (laughs) i think delilah almost stands up off of the stool but then just crosses one leg over the other. Mm-hmm. So everybody, everybody but Delilah would know would know this. Um, the word word has gotten out, right? That Delilah DeCaneth is like out of jail, and things in this neighborhood, things things on Night Street are gonna get complicated soon. Um, Delilah was a big deal before, and when they went away to jail, the Night Street gang basically took over the territory, and if she, if they're coming back, if Delilah's not back from, from prison, things are going to change around here. Uh, and everybody is kind of angling for their own kind of piece of this, uh, of this pie. Um, but right now, everybody on Team Delilah is standing in this room. Right. No one else is. Vic was the only one that came to meet you at the station. None of your family members have have reached out. Um, this is this is what you got to get things back in order, Delilah. Uh, and so, looking around the room, you see Rook, you see Bruno. Uh, Vic is best unseen and unheard, but you know that they're there. Uh, and so, there is this kind of this kind of moment as the the record on the player. I think skips at the end of the track right we hear it like mm-hmm. like pop and then makes that kind of vinyl crackling sound uh, that mixes with the rain outside so this is it this is it kiddo it's good to see you again likewise bruno i heard you cause quite the upset yeah well i'm not gonna throw a fight you know me uh, bruno baby Another bash on the mind. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what you saying, me, Rook? I think all three of us look at Rook like. <laughs> Br- Br- Bruno, baby. What? Another bash? Uh, sorry. Uh, and you just hear, like, in the back, like, Reprocessing. You're right. Adjusting, adjusting humanity protocols. (laughs) It's like every episode of Star Trek, the next generation where data tried to be a a person. Like, Uh yeah, like, yep, let's try, let's try this. Rook's processor starts going through like the urban dictionary of everyone. It's just like, what does this? (laughs) Bruno. So far from the shark street gang. What brings you into this little cat's office? I heard Delilah was going to be around. We're old friends. Uh, I don't know. Excuse the the smell of wet dog. I was out in the rain. You're excused, dear, of course. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't say we're that old friends. And she were and they uh, they take a long drag of their cigarette and sort of like put up an arched eyebrow. It's just like. (laughs) 
this is yeah, the Bruno moment will for follow a compl- suit with the arch yeah. eyebrow. <laughs> this is the moment for a compliment on how they look, and oh, Bruno God. is quickly missing it. <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, the window yeah, is no. closing. <laughs> I'm very well. I I'm it can't be the I'm I'm not that old. So like it's I don't know. Like uh, it's bad. You you look uh, you look you look good for someone who just got out of prison. That's and in general you look good. You just look good. <laughs> Delilah will switch the legs that they have crossed and turn their back to Bruno. Rook is... Uh, I'm up on it. I'm brutal, brutal, brutal. Putting a new record on truly. that uh, hopefully eases some of the tension, but can't hold, find the right one. Hold on. Are we, everybody in this room is trusting. Like, who's this? And uh, Bruno is going to point to Vic because I don't, I don't know that Bruno has seen Vic yeah, like again, this is one of these things where everybody knows about Vic the Mirror, but if you've met Vic or not, you, you might not ever know it. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I'm Stacy. I'm one of uh, I'm one of Delilah's new assistants. Um, I'm gonna totally use uh, disciple. Uh, what is it <laughs> <laughs> for deceit? <laughs> what are, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, reasonable. Totally reasonable. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, make a uh, make a deception check there, uh, there, Vic. Oh yes, that's, that's you got to be to twenty five. Yeah. Be oh, okay. oh my lord. Um, oh, I can do it. Roll high. Let's, mm-hmm. let's go. Oh, it's oh, close. Oh, so oh, snap. Here's, here's the two things that you learn, Rook. You learn yeah. that Stacy is lying lying about that, yeah. but also Stacy is incredibly good at lying. Right? Huh. You, you you would have to be some kind of lie detecting machine to be able to tell that that wasn't the truth. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you would have to be. As good as Rook Slade. That's right. And then we just put the the book as good as Rook Slade back onto the bookshelf. Uh, and so I'd be like, don't be a jive turkey. Tell us your real name, cat. Excuse me? I think, what is a jive turkey? I think what they're saying is uh, you, you, you're being whack and... <laughs> And you need to you need to tell us what your real name is because apparently I mean I trust Rook here more than I trust anybody in the room to know exactly who's telling the truth and who's not. So I guess you're not. All right, Stacey. fine. My little ruse has been has been. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then I change back into my sort of like normal like gray. In your changeling form. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I think that's that's Bruno. That's when you realize like who it is, right? That that this is this is indeed Vic the Mirror, uh, Toady to the Stars. Uh, Vic, Vic, any there's no story of Vic alone. Nobody ever tells a story about Vic, but Vic is a background character in like just about every weird mob tale uh, that's happened. Vic Vic's worked for every major and minor mob boss in this neighborhood. Uh, basically, come and go. So. And at that point, I start like unashamedly. I head over to one of uh, Rook's filing cabinets, open it up, and just start like, "What can I look at today?" Nope. Start- nope. 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 Sorry. Nope. What? Nope. But it just popped right open. It was like nope. almost I'm- on. Nope. I'm sorry. I thought we were all trustworthy here. Do you do you have something to hide from me? Uh, mm. question is, what do you want to know from me? I gotta well, protect just- my other clients. And you see, like, as you pull open a filing cabinet. There are no files. Oh, a little I just quietly shut it and I give Delilah a look like 
ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to interpret this look of uh, shared, like, secret sharing, like, mm, this person is poor. Yes. <laughs> I imagine this, this person is poor look has gone between us several times, so... <laughs> Yeah. 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 So as, as the group of you are kind of like making this, this like early introduction, the small talk, this getting reacquainted, uh, you know, Delilah's back from prison. You're talking about your, your sort of mutual enemy. We, we pan across the room to, there is a, uh, like a faded poster. Maybe it's out in the hall. Uh, there's this old faded poster. There's a bunch of posters in the hall. A lot of them are for like miracle cream or like whiskey or whatever, like old timey posters, advertising stuff. But there's this, this faded wrinkled poster and on it it's very clearly like a fight poster it's got uh, a picture of a much younger bruno on one side and on the other side uh it has uh like a a shadowy a shadowy figure and it says like surprise bout uh on it uh championship uh belt it's like talking about all this stuff on the on the poster and as we see it we we crossfade to uh, another hallway somewhere. Uh, this hallway appears to be underground, maybe because there's no windows and uh, it's like brick walls. And we see we see somebody walking quite quickly down the uh, down the hallway. It's a, a human. He's wearing a, a trench coat. He's just come out of the rain and he's got a, um, a bundle under his arm, uh, like a valise under his arm. And so he's walking quickly down this hallway and he comes into the hall and he stops. And at the end of the hall, there's a, a door and we just see the door. We don't we can't tell why he stopped, but we pan down and at about waist level, uh, we see a, uh, a man wearing a pinstripe suit, um, no shoes, but this really nice pinstripe shoot, suit, no shoes. He's got curly hair. Uh, he uh, he has a a, a hat, uh, a hat on like a fedora on on the back of his head, and uh, he um, he has a, a, a like a baton, a club, basically uh, sitting across his knees, sitting on a stool, uh, and he looks up, uh, and uh, and the man in the in the rain, he uh, he says, um, "Is he in?" And the uh, the halfling on the on the seat, uh, he's like, uh, "Yeah." You got an appointment? Uh, and, and the human shakes his head. He says, no, but I have, I have information, important information. And uh, the halfling on this, he's like, the baby don't take meetings with just anybody. Uh, and he, he's like, but, but, but Mr. Meissen's going to want to see this. And the halfling rolls his eyes and he's like, all right. He gets up and he opens the door. And the, the human like pushes, doesn't really push past them, but he's like, I'm in a big hurry. So he kind of gets past the guy and he comes in uh, and uh, and he comes up and we see this, this office. And in a lot of ways, it's like the opposite of Rook's office. It is like plush. The, the furniture all looks like new. It has this slightly like kind of greasy quality of all the wood is like very over polished. Uh, and there's a big desk. And behind it, a big chair. And of course, the chair has its back to us, right? We see the back of the chair. And on the on the, the desk, there is a um, uh, an ashtray and there's like some smoke coming out of it. And as this guy comes in, we hear the door click shut behind him and the, the desk turns around uh, or the chair turns around and sitting in the chair on. I guess the chair would have been specially constructed, but we see a tiny, tiny man. Uh, and he's not, he's not in his, his uniform, but he's a, like Bruno, uh, it's clear this guy's been in a lot of fights, right? His nose has been broken and reset a hundred times. Uh, he, he's like a, a tiny bruiser, but he's dressed really nicely. Uh, he's got a, a suit. He doesn't have a hat on. Um, 
He's a little older. He's got a mustache. We see him turn around. He's got a cigar, a big cigar in his mouth. Uh, and, uh, and he looks up and he says, Snake, it's good to see you again. Do you have the information I requested? He chomps the cigar. And Snake nods. He's like, of course, Mr. Mr. Meissen, I, I have it right here. All the documents you're looking for. And he puts it down. And we see on the, the cover of the, the leather folder that he has, we see the sigil of House Decaneth. And uh, and uh, our uh, our mob, our halfling mob boss uh, looks up and he nods and he takes a long, long drag off the cigar. He's like, you did good, Snake. You did good. Delilah's back in town, but we're going to have some surprises for (laughs) I get out of my face. And uh, and Snake holding his hat is like, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Meissen, of course, sir. And he 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 leaves and we linger for a moment before the end of the episode on uh, uh, Tyke the baby Meissen starting to unwrap. Yeah, you're welcome. Starting to. I'm really mad that it took me this long to realize that it is Mike Tyson. Yeah, Uh, but it's backwards. So he's Tyke the baby because he's a halfling. And it's there's a very prominent rapper right now called the baby right yeah. Now, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah and so and so the last Someone call the last carlos shot, right now the last shot is him tapping ash into the into the ashtray looking over this this portfolio and as he opens it we see blueprints of what looks like a factory and then a picture a little like a, a sepia picture of a young uh, young woman and two older, uh, older figures. Uh, and it's clear just at a glance that, that this is a picture of Delilah uh, and their parents, uh, young kid. And they're the parents. Uh, we see them in this this photograph. And the last thing we hear as the, the shot fades to black is just the chuckling of this this halfling gangster. It's like <laughs> and uh, and we fade out. And that's that's it. That's the end of the episode. So. For the next episode, I'm going to leave it kind of up to, to you. Uh, I have some some ideas, but the, the main plan here is like you all have your own reasons for going after uh, after the Night Street gang. So you can you can talk in between episodes if you want as a group or you can just go into this uh, at the beginning of the next one. But I'll leave it up to you how you want to strike back and help Delilah get uh, get their turf back. Um, but between now and then. Everybody here does cool stuff on the internet and you probably want to check that out. So I'm going to let them let you know where you can do that. Let's start over here with TK. TK, thank you for giving uh, giving Delilah <laughs> DeCaneth so much sass. That lipstick thing was primo. Yes. Very I'm cool. very excited. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of stuff with like Helen Mirren in it. Um, a lot of stuff with Glenn Close. I just Yeah, like, somebody I at the very beginning when you were describing your character said that they were envisioning a remake of Lord of War, but instead of Nick Cage, it was it's Helen Mirren. Mirren. Yeah, yeah, so good. <laughs> 100%, 100%. Like, I think Katie May and I were talking, like, how fucking, how boss would it be to play Martha Stewart fresh out of prison in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign? It's beautiful, I love and, it. And uh, it was great. <laughs> Living the dream. Pure poetry. Uh, I'm TK. I write spooky stories on the internet. You can read those spooky stories at tkjwrites.com or you can follow me on Twitter, TK Joins the Fray. Um, I'm pretty much just doing this right now in between seasons for my other things and between stories for some other things. But I've got some very exciting stuff coming up in 2020. So let's see whether or not I ruin my own life. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Perfect. Cool, 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 Great. cool. Neat, neat, tight, tight, tight. <laughs> down, uh, down below, playing, playing Rook Slade today. It's Masood. 
thank you for that excellent awkward robot being cool voice. I love. I had, I I love had to Rook. find it, and I'm, it. I'm very happy it's there. <laughs> uh, hey, my name is Masood. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Marudboy, M H R U D E B O I, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to tell you what I've been telling everyone. Please follow me on Twitter. I will not follow you back. Um, but I'm, I'm really trying to keep that number at zero forever. And so <laughs> let's, let's make this egg thing really pop. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can, otherwise you can just keep up with me, uh, on my Instagram with stuff that I'm up to, um, comedy shows that I'm doing in Chicago and, uh, more importantly, my cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good cat. Yeah. <laughs> Azula, so good. Thanks, Masood. Uh, next up, down in this corner, uh, William. Thank you so much for joining us. It's so fun to have Yay! you here. Yeah, yes. this is great. I love Bruno already. Like the first yes! time they spoke, I was like, "Oh, it's perfect. It's so it's good, wonderful." So I'm super, I'm super excited to see the next two episodes. Thank you for for joining us. Uh, for folks who are as yet unfamiliar, where can they find you doing your thing? Yeah, so you can you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at kwilliamwhite. Uh, and I do a lot of uh, tabletop streaming and, and production stuff with Q Times. Uh, that their YouTube channel and their Twitch channel is just Q Times, which is Q U E U E T I M E S. Like like you're waiting in a queue, like a, a Q Times. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but I do a bunch of work with them. I have a Kids on Bikes tabletop live stream uh, called Hijinks and Handlebars. That's been running for a little over a year right now. Awesome. We're in our second season. Uh, it's really great. Uh, it's uh, I much like how I suppose you run your games. It's very... Um, I, I don't dip into any like racism or like uh, homophobia, transphobia, that kind of stuff. I, um, there's a lot of other conflict that we can get into without having to like drudge up the trauma of the way that we all are living right now anyway. So um, I do enjoy and appreciate media that does dip into those things and does that very respectfully and very well. I wanted to tell different stories. So that's what I'm doing. Um, so that's that, uh, I'm currently on a monster of the week campaign that is in its final arc. There, are, uh, there are four previous arcs for it. And that's really awesome. My friend, Sam Richardson does that show, uh, GMs that, and it's like incredible. And Sam is maybe the perfect GM to be running a monster of the week. Oh, campaign. that's so cool. It's, it's like really awesome. It's so great when that happens, right? Where you see a GM and a game like click and you're like, Oh, this is it. This is the game for you. Like this is, this is your thing. I love watching that happen. I'm looking at the poster for monster of the week vacation right now. It's adorable. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That artist is incredible. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. And then uh, the last few things I'm going to say is uh, we're uh, my band Glass Beach um, signed with Run for Cover Records mm -hmm. uh, that got announced today, and uh, we uh, uh, there's an article about us on Stereo Gum, and that has the music video that we just released today. I directed that with uh, with the other uh, my other bandmate Jay. Very. Uh, they, they and I directed that together, and it's um it's really awesome. It's we're very happy with like how it turned out. We edited it and put everything together too so that's super awesome check that out and then along those same lines i'm so sorry but uh, <laughs> uh we are doing we're in the last two days of a kickstarter with oh, mike bachman cool yeah get that out there uh, uh mike bachman from the greetings adventurers previously drunks and dragons podcast um, oh 
yeah, we are uh, Glass Beach is uh, doing an album with Mike Bachman and uh, of like nerdcore music, like about tabletop stuff. And well, that's so fun. Uh, yeah, and we're trying to kickstart that. Part of the goal money for that is actually also to help Glass Beach tour next summer, like the, this upcoming summer, I should say. And uh, so <laughs> if there are any Glass Beach fans and they want us to tour, that's a good way to do that. And if there are any fans of uh, Tabletop or Greetings Adventures or D&D and that kind of thing, then uh, check out that Kickstarter. It's called Roll for Streetwise. You can go to rollforstreetwise.com and that will bring you right to the Kickstarter page. Yes, that's cool. That's awesome. I've never heard of a Kickstarter like funding a tour before, but that's great. Yeah. Come come to Vancouver or at least Seattle. I'll come, I'll meet you in Seattle. Come come that far. Um, uh, <laughs> early early 2020, we're going to Seattle. Yes. Cool. I will come to that. How people ask all the time like, "Oh, is it is it cool like playing role-playing games on the internet and like making that your job and like, you know, whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, all that's fine, but like I get to hang out with cool people. That's the best part. Like all all of you are so awesome." Uh, Katie Take it home. Do the do the thing. Tell us about you. Hi. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm Katie May. You can find me at Twitter at OKKatieMay. Um, if you want to listen to me DM, uh, you can uh, listen to Dungeons, Dice, and Everything Nice. It tells the story of the planes. All of the planes were separated over a thousand years ago, and now some uh, ex-employees of a butcher shop are deciding whether or not to reunite them. So if that sounds <laughs> fun to you, uh, you can head out to DungeonsDice.com to check that out, or Dungeons Dice on Twitter. But besides that, that's all I got going for the rest of 2020, baby. It's, it's vacation time. Nice. That sounds oh. great. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you, Katie May. Uh, well, thanks for coming, everybody. This has been episode number one of Gateway to Perdition. We have two more. They're going to be on the same time, same day, same week. So we'll see you next week uh, for more of that action. We'll continue to explore Eberron, get ourselves into some trouble, and maybe punch some more cops. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, thanks for coming, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.